0: Welcome to the Box Set Pod, where we are currently tracking the new series of Game of Thrones, the last series, the final season of Game of Thrones, and therefore, um, if you haven't watched it up until this point, why don't you go back, start again, stop this podcast and don't listen to this tripe. We're also going to discuss tonight um, a couple of other things first, but I'll just give you a review of where we're at. Um, Jamie has currently scored five points with his predictions for the final season of Game of Thrones. I have scored minus three points and Matthew has scored minus four, which seems like a good time to introduce them. Uh, here's
1: minus four. Matthew? Not doing so well, but I'll I'll come back strong at the end.
0: And you know. storming into the lead is Jamie Averton.
2: A board winner. Hmm.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Um, We are going to get to A Night of the Seven Kingdoms with uh, some extra special effort made by me tonight as well and what I think of it, but we'll come back to that. But first, let's go to Matthew Wanless, who wants to talk about two things that Jamie and I have not watched. One is called The Victim. Where can we watch The Victim, Matthew?
1: I believe that's on iPlayer.
0: Okay, it's a BBC effigy, and uh, tell us about it, Matt.
1: Sure. Okay. Uh, so um it stars Kelly MacDonald. Oh yeah. Who I've never been that much of a fan of actually. Um she had her moments in, in Boardwalk Empire, but generally yeah. speaking, I didn't like the casting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um Ooh. but uh she's excellent in this. <clears throat> mm. And um I won't say too much about what it's about. Uh it takes place in Scotland um and basically a man gets Uh, quite brutally attacked because he's believed to be um, a convicted child murderer living under a new assumed identity. Uh, And Kelly MacDonald uh, plays the mother of the child who was originally murdered. Okay. And uh, I've got to say I I, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I think it's one of the smartest and uh, best written dramas I've seen on uh, from from the UK in ages.
0: Okay, well we'll try and watch that for next week. And there's yeah. bill. I've oh. seen the billboards up for it as well. It, yeah, they're pushing it.
1: Was it shown? Was it shown in over the course of a week? It was shown. Yeah, it was shown oh, in sequential days. Ah. And uh, interestingly enough, I was watching it with my with my in laws on Friday, and um, we we watched the first one. They had it recorded on their Skybox. We watched the first one. And it has these kind of, um, you know, it's got like next week on uh, during the credits. And I watched, I was looking at those and then we said, well, we'll watch another one. And I was watching the episode and I was thinking, I haven't seen any of the things from the credits. This is weird. (laughs) And it was only at the end of the second episode that we realised we'd uh, skipped episode two completely. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: reminds me, uh, Sarah reminded me the other day that, do you remember in the first couple of series of, game of thrones when the dothraki were all subtitled and yeah yeah when we didn't have the subtitles switched on and we didn't realize <laughs> that they should be on we thought that it was just a creative decision to make you sit and watch five minutes of like trying to guess yeah. what they're saying
1: and they're all talking to her on dothraki and dothraki yeah like, nothing else going on but <laughs> listen so we finished it we realized we missed episode two we just watched episode four and <laughs> we finished it, and honestly, I don't know what is in episode two. But <laughs> don't feel I like have you no missed unanswered out. Unanswered questions from watching <laughs> episode four, and actually, I was I, when we were watching what turned out to be the third episode. There's a couple of scenes where I was like, "Wow, they're really they're not they're not holding our hands here at all." I've got a you know, there's this there's this character at the start of the third episode. who I was like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> and seen- then. I, I only picked up who he was from inference and how the other characters behaved towards him. And I really enjoyed that. Yes. I, it's been a while since I've watched a TV show and felt like I was behind There the you story. go.
0: Keep us guessing. Drag it out. That Don't drag yeah. it out. That's what I say. Just <gasps> delete the agreed. second episode. And maybe that's
2: an idea for watching shows at times. I mean, yeah. Skip an episode and just see if you <laughs> can find
1: out, figure out <laughs> what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, the, you know,
0: um, yeah. uh, there sounds like a bit of a thematic crossover with Broadchurch there in terms of vengeance of parents.
1: i got to tell you, it's so much better than Broadchurch. Okay, It's so much more interesting in the way it deals with uh, the subject matter. But yes, I, I agree, there is, a, there is a crossover in terms of themes, but um, in terms of how it's handled, that, that's one of the things I liked about it most, is it absolutely doesn't do what you think it'll do based on other shit that you may have watched. Okay. Mm, it's cool. uh, uh it's it really is excellent really well
0: great. chomping at the bit to get to game of thrones let's move on quickly to your second recommendation working mums what's that on
1: oh uh, yeah that's on netflix yeah ah. um, I mean, oh i have right i've started, started, started that sorry yes ah. i've started that i enjoyed <laughs> okay, it a lot good yeah that um that is right at the other end of the kind of uh mood spectrum it's you know uh quite a kind of um broad comedy Mm. about uh, women going back to work after having kids, yeah. um, which is something that doesn't get talked about an awful lot. Well, no, and it's a very real... Of that's, go, not, that's not true. It's they're going topic, for the kind
0: you know? of real thing, aren't they? They're going for kind of co- comedy, but um, women talking about what really happens to them, their bodies, their minds. Um, in yeah, a way and that they're really
1: talking guarded. about parenthood as well, which which also doesn't um, get fully discussed in mm-hmm. tv series really and no no one really talks about how shit it can be um being a, new, a parent of a newborn yeah. and stuff like that and you know jamie you've been through it in the recent past and uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a distant memory for me now and i can only really just about remember how bad it was at some point so, <laughs> but uh, obviously that's all masked by the fact that there's this brilliant thing happening as well but um everyone sort of it's always talked about in the kind of thing that's like, oh, it's just great. It's great having a kid. It's really mm, brilliant. Mm. Um, but the, yeah, there's a woman in the first episode who uh, is found with her head in a swimming pool (laughs) (laughs) she just fantasizes about different ways to 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 end it yeah so that she doesn't have to spend a week with her kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really refreshing
0: straight away and it you know i saw the trailer sort of pop up on netflix and i thought oh here we go another kind of let's do a female centric and it's not it's brilliant it's just really well made and really well written and well acted it
2: sounds quite similar to um motherland I don't know if either mm-hmm. of you watched that. Nope. No, I haven't um, seen that. That's a, uh, That was on the BBC, um, but it's set when the kids are toddlers, but it's like a mum's
1: Oh, community. no, I did see some of that. Um, yeah. Yes, I remember, I, I remember seeing some... Yeah, I have I, a I, very, very, vague memory of that. There's
2: mm. some really funny bits. It's written by Graham Linehan and his
1: wife and Sharon Horgan, who did Catastrophe and mm. is in it. And yeah, so, which it's, is another really good uh, show about similar topics. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it's a really, like, sort of... Captures that kind of frantic parenthood, especially in the mornings. It really captures that morning terror and trying to organise shit, and you know it's really well done, funny. That's worth a yeah. look as well. Great. Yeah.
0: And let's just touch base on line of duty, as I call it. um
2: Yeah, I've caught up now. So I I'd only we only well, started here this week.
0: I've almost caught up. I'm uh, about half an hour off the end of this last episode.
2: Um, it's such an interesting show, Line of Duty. I, I think Jed Mercurio, the writer,
0: hmm.
2: I think it's like when, I, when we, whenever I start watching Line of Duty again, I always find it like really. Like at times, I find some of the performances are like the actors are a little bit shit or they're a little bit overdoing it. Hmm. And then there's a, there are times when it's like it's just like it's too hamfisted in showing you, oh, trying to misdirect you with plot kind of twist. Oh man, and then there's other,
0: Man, there's this moment, right, where they go, there's literally, I mean, the goal of the writing sometimes, there's literally a conversation yeah, yeah. with two people in a room where one of them literally says, "But something like, um, but who could the insider be? And the door flings open and their boss walks in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they couldn't make yeah, it, it couldn't, couldn't. more and, and no. when it, you watch Which means you know, which means you know it's, it's probably not.
0: not. And and that's the so. problem is that you watch it and you eat and you know that either this is the most obvious red herring or it's definitely him. Either way, I've been made to feel cleverer than the show and I don't like but, that.
2: Yeah. But here's the thing though, I and I, I criticize it and I kind of take the piss out of it at times when I'm watching it, I'm still completely hooked. And I think what he's really good at is he creates a really, even if they are obvious little triggers that he uses, they still work and the storytelling is still really compelling. Yeah. You you, you, you can't help but stick with it. And and some of the characters are quite enjoyable. I mean, I love Vicky McClure. I think she's a great actress and she's brilliant in it. She's the best thing in it. And yeah, it's just it's just it sticks even though it does so many things wrong it does the main important thing right and i think that's that's why it works
0: i think sometimes it's yeah and i think that the acting is good like i remember us I talking about the uh, bodyguard and i was saying that i thought it was so phenomenal, but some of the smaller bit parts in that just felt so badly acted and, and EastEnders-like. It was like, could you not yeah. do a better job of casting this? And in this one, it feels pretty consistent with the talent. It's more the writing that's sending up big red flags. And then you come to a scene that's so well-written, that's so compelling. You go, wow, yeah.
2: that's by the same person. So, um, And this series has got Stephen Graham in, who's one of the best shouty, aggressive actors in the mm. business. Do you like Stephen Graham? Oh, he's from he's Heighton. He's
0: from Heighton, where I've worked for many years. It's, uh, the, you know, I, I hope people from Heighton will forgive me, but it's pretty much the roughest place in the country. And he and most people look like him. You'll know Stephen Gerrard comes from the same place. They look, they've got a similar-shaped face. You <laughs> know that? There's that certain scouse shape well that's that bit of the world um and they're great and it's always a great place when it comes to personality and stuff and i think he's brilliant i think he really uh inhabits that anyway shall we move on to of throne oh yeah so the knight of the seven kingdoms now uh having listened back to this podcast a lot i thought that i would um kill two birds with one stone in terms of Explain myself as well as possible and also not give Matt a chance to interrupt by pre-recording my opinion and trying to make it more exciting than my normal opinion. However, should we find out? I mean, can we start with a mark out of 10 for this episode from you two? If you were basing it on what this episode was trying to achieve for itself, what would you give it as a mark out of 10? Jamie. nine. Okay,
1: Jamie's still with the nines. Honestly, still with the nines. (laughs) It's two two nines. Unless he's speaking
0: German and he's refusing to ask the answer the question. Matt, what did? What would you give it?
2: I'll give it a six point five.
0: Okay, okay. And can can I ask you why? What would have made up the rest? Or are you just hedging your bets because you're trying to have a good S curve? Look,
1: for me, the best episodes of Game of Thrones are where they get their balls out and you know stick stick pins in them. Where the budget's big in like the see, battles. I like, I, like, I like to see <laughs> ones where I'm going, ooh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Big, hairy testicles on a slab and the hammer.
0: So for me, <laughs> well, do you know what? I'll let myself There's too much
1: admin. There's too much admin in this episode. And you could see from the me- from the beginning of it that it was going to be an admin episode.
2: Oh, no. It was
0: more I than thought an it admin was, episode, I thought, though. it, yeah, but th- for what it could have been, Jamie... For what it, it was no. trying to be, which is a I'll tell you what, let's listen to my pre recorded opinion. Oh, god. This lasts for five minutes. Oh, Jamie Oh my god, five minutes. Five whole oh, minutes. God. And can then you not
1: put it at the end of the episode no, so that people can actually have an option.
0: No, at the end of it, <laughs> I will um will there'll be a Q&A at the end which summarizes all my points so that any point in this you want to shout me down, you need not worry, you can slag me off afterwards and I'll make sure I come Sorry. back.
1: Okay. We've just got to sit here in silence for five minutes yes, while we listen to do. you be infuriated. I you know think... what? when You, you said how oh, oh, long I've got. I've heard this new yeah. feature. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought. The
2: pod today. Yeah. I thought you actually had, but you've just actually sat and recorded yourself talking for five minutes well, let's, in your own
1: little podcast. Let's judge this it. This hardly a feature. This All right. is like the worst special oh. by the... <laughs> you see, what I was trying you to avoid was saying.
0: this level of abuse, and now I've received it anyway. Um, why don't you um, just try hard not to... Go on Google. Talk to your wife. Eat your tea during it. Okay.
1: I'm gonna cut my toenails. All right. have another, another biscuit.
0: Matthew Wondla struggles to understand my sentences when they are long and too intelligent for him, particularly when including metaphors, similes, or analogies, which he particularly struggles with, like a bear playing chess or a fish studying Pythagoras. Some things are simply beyond his ken. Therefore. I have prepared this explanation of what I thought of this episode of Game of Thrones. I'm a big fan of war films and books, particularly First and Second World War. I find them fascinating for many reasons, but I particularly like the uh, calm before the storm, the the all-quiet-on-the-western-front type feel.
2: You'll be all right, boy. You'll get used to it.
1: They always shell us like this before a big offensive. The idea is to soften us up so we can't sleep. then when they attack, we won't be able to fight back because we're too tired. Two days and nights, how much longer? Not too long.
0: Nothing to be done. I'm beginning to come round to that opinion. However, I was unhappy with the recent Walking Dead episode called The Calm Before, because I think we were the only ones who knew it was the calm before. All the characters were skipping around happy. I'm Deborah from Alexandria. Could you point me in the direction of the clothing walls? I have just a thing. In the Game of Thrones episode here, it was the exact opposite. Everybody was walking around talking about how they were certain that they were going to die. And I think that was my problem with it. Every character seems seems certain of death, death, yet willing to sit uh, in their high castle and lament about this, while the poor folk got ready for war in the freezing field beneath... And we watched those members of the aristocracy bemoan their situations, getting teary-eyed and getting exactly what they wanted in the process. Like, Tyrion got his wine, the tall lady got her knighthood, the gruff-voiced man got his moment with Khaleesi for a nice chat, Aya got a nice bit of, uh, <whistles> even though it didn't exactly seem consensual until the last moment. Oh, I didn't keep count.
2: Yes, you did.
1: <sighs> Three...
0: We're probably going to die
1: soon. I ought to know what it's like before that happens. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: but let's get beyond petty issues like our heroes are the aristocracy and sod all the cannon fodder eating the manure down below. That's just silly class warfare on my part. Of course I care about those characters. The issues I had is this. This should have been my favourite episode ever of Game of Thrones. I even watched it twice in full to try and get my emotions to stir more than they did. But they didn't. And a big problem for me was that the things people said didn't land for me. Apart from when Tall Lady got knighted, I thought her reaction was genuinely emotional.
1: Arise, Brienne of Tarth. A knight of the Seven Kingdoms.
0: Kit Harrington is always brilliant for me. So the final scene where he drops the I'm your nephew bomb was really convincing. Is Aegon, my name,
1: my real name, is Egon Targaryen.
0: But other than that, I didn't find things funny in the gallows humour. And maybe it's because every single person saying we're all going to die, it just didn't give the stakes to me. You just think, well, you're obviously not all going to die because everyone's saying it. Those are the rules of horror and fantasy and fiction. Seems obvious to me that they're not going to die. Highlights. Matt should score some points... Surely because he said the things we do for love last week. Quoting when Jamie Lannister pushed Bran out of a window. And then Bran goes and quotes it himself. We were at war. Everything I did, I did for my house and my family. I do it all again. The things we do for love. Aya throwing the knives for me was more funny than threatening. Maybe it was supposed to be funny. I know death. <laughs> He's got many faces. This exchange with Tarth and Jamie didn't make me smile or laugh at all. It seemed like it was asking me to feel reminiscence for something that I didn't particularly feel reminiscent about because it's been so long since I saw them interact with each other. What are you doing? What?
1: I think you know. I truly don't. We have never had a conversation last this long without you insulting
0: me. Not once. You wanted to insult you? No. Good. This moment from Theon was fairly good.
1: I want to fight for Winterfell, Lady Sansa. If you'll have
0: me. This Viking guy is pretty convincing, but he just comes across creepy rather than funny creepy most of the time. I get the feeling Tall Lady actually doesn't like him at all. I'm no king, but if I were, I'd knight you ten times over. And that's my main problem, is that I feel like these actors are not comedy actors. They're not great at landing comedy, and that was the main issue for me, that w- w- moments of of mirth and moments of gallows humour came across as moments of flat in-jokes. I'm not the red woman.
1: When like... Starts- Taurus isn't here anymore, so I hope you're not about to give a sermon. Cos if you are, the Lord of Light's going to wonder why he brought you back 19 times just to watch you die when I chuck you over this f***ing wall. is it
0: finished unbelievable
2: i think the point is how like if you're going to record your argument
1: why don't we all just record our own podcast yeah we'll just do a little podcast ourselves before we (laughs) come in we'll just send it to you
2: unbelievable
0: You can you can record your own five minutes. So you've had to, you've, you haven't had to listen to me talk for five minutes. You've had clips of the show. This is the first time we've had clips of the show on it.
1: It was, a, I, it was absolutely amazing. Sorry, I'll, I'll say what you want me to say. It was an uh, in, in, incredible little piece of uh, radio gold there. Thanks so much for doing that. I think the show is better for it.
2: I think if that had just been like using clips... Doing a recap or something that mile, but you use it to you using it for your argument. Howell, right. the good thing about having the arguments is that we listen and we discuss while you're making your points.
0: Well, I'm sorry well, that I did a 50 mile round trip to try and impress <laughs> you both today. You absolute fucking bastards! You can now talk for five minutes amongst yourself while I go to the toilet.
2: Goodbye. So now, you, right now, you're just throwing your toys out.
1: Well, listeners, uh, I'm very sorry that you've had to hear this. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like uh, I feel like we I'm, I'm shouting at uh, my wife in front of the kids. <laughs> this is uh, it's not you know we we still no. we still very much love each other, and uh, it's not your fault. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important to say that. Um, All right, let's let's concentrate
2: on the point. <laughs> All right. You're arguing, Howell. That it, this is basically you're saying it's disappointing. How many? How many did you rate it as? What did you give it out of ten? I think Howell's
1: gone. I think okay. Howell's actually. Walked right, I
2: think the road he's road. in. I think he's in the room. I think he just wants to listen. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's start. Let, oh, you let's, probably let's agree with, with thinking, a lot of that stuff, don't you?
1: Sorry, say that again.
2: You probably you probably agree with a lot of his points, Matt. Question I one is, do you agree really with my central you,
0: premise that The Walking Dead's Calm Before the Storm was really cheery and happy, and this one was, everyone was certain they were going to die, therefore ruin the stakes in both of them?
1: Ah, uh, right, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the fact that oh. everyone says they're going to die, and obviously they can't all die, um, otherwise series finishes after episode three. Great, not, question two, do you agree likely. that
0: the comedy didn't work very well? Because it was mostly in jokes and the drama landed well, but the comedy—did
2: you laugh out loud? I, mean, I, I couldn't disagree i disagree with but all the points you made, pretty much, how okay. I think that's probably why I didn't like it as well. But you're a I, super fan. I thought fan. it was brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant episode. Do you not this think this is a, for me? Do you not think mean. a
0: joke should work whether you've like watched five series ago or not? Though the
2: jokes work. When you were talking about Tormund giving that speech about the giant. Why he got, how he got the name Giant's Bane. That was one of my favourite scenes. I thought that was brilliant. I think Tormund as a character is a really funny, and intriguing character that's got more and more interest as the, as the as the seasons have gone on. For me, this whole episode was like that. my favourite moment in Jaws. My favourite moment in Jaws is that bit where they're on the bow. I
0: knew you were going to say this. Well, I didn't know, yeah, but it's I, true. I, I was going to compare it to it. I was going to say, that is a brilliant example exactly. of, of what and I that wanted exact- to feel. The bit
2: on the boat where they're all talking about the scars and how they got them and eventually Robert Shaw tells the story of how he was on this Indianapolis yeah, that got sank and he, all the people got eaten by sharks. That this whole episode was like that for me I, that's how the, i felt no, i felt no, that's like I watching good. that moment it's good it was that, brilliant
0: it's good that you felt like that and that you brought that to it but i think that's because it was telling us to kind of feel like that whereas the writing was nowhere near as good as the, that scene in
2: yours. it just i think those stories I think the writing was good i think that the so, writing was so what was his story I thought there was some great scenes what was his story about
0: how he got giant killer name
2: he, did you, the whole thing was that he killed this giant and then the the mother uh, woke up and he pretended to, he fell asleep on the or pretended to be the mother's giant baby and suckled at the giant's teat for three months. I mean, it's a tall tale he's telling in a lot of ways, probably bull a lot of it, but it's quite a, a funny, intriguing story of how he became so strong because he drunk giant's <laughs> teat milk for three months when he was 10 years old. I, uh, I thought it was funny i thought it was really funny i thought there were some wonderful moments between all those characters sat around the fireplace but that's how it <laughs> th-
0: in in that scene in jaws you've got a guy talking about uh, when they all got eaten by sharks one by one which is a genuine amazing story that he's telling with my problem with these people is that none of the stories that they told of their past i could particularly care about one was a tit joke and the rest were people who just
2: murdered each not- other's families I don't know how you can't care though. Every single moment felt earned. We've been through eight seasons of them going through hell and shit and despair and and remorse and grief. And now they're all at this point where they're about to die and they know it.
0: I know. And it, every I know, single I'm moment saying
2: that you... felt like we earned that right to just, you know, we were talking last week about how some shows don't earn. Those moments. This earned those moments. And I thought it delivered, not just like that scene. The Brian scene was brilliant where she gets knighted, which for me confirmed she's probably going to die next episode. But um, th- th- there was all kinds of other really, really fascinating scenes between characters interplaying together. I don't. Just Sam giving the ca- the, the sword, uh, Baines, whatever it was called, to, um, to, to Mormon. The moments like that for me, I loved them.
0: But again, I think it's that we're bringing all of that. We have earned those moments, but I don't think that those moments actually gave us what they could have done. Because they weren't convincing enough. Brienne of Tarth, I, 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 d- I just don't, I don't, buy, I don't understand what she really thinks of the Norwegian giant. Does she think he's disgusting or does she fancy him? Does she fancy Jamie or are they just good friends? Was she trying to be funny out in the field with him or was she being serious? I, d- I don't think she's that good. The only thing that I bought from her was when she stood up having been knighted.
2: I don't think it matters whether he fancies her or she but fan- none of that matters at the moment. They're about to, it's like they're at this moment in time it does where matter. They're all just sharing. But it it's- matters
0: for the joke. So if, if he says something crude to her, like I would night you ten times over, and you're not sure what she thinks about him, it's it's an unclear of whether or not that's funny or whether it's just a creepy thing <laughs> that he said to somebody. No, it
2: can still be funny and it can still be slightly creepy and funny. Like I don't see why it can't be both. Like he's he is a bit creepy. And he's a bit creepy with her, but that's kind of the sort of the weird kind of relationship. And she kind of is uncomfortable with it, I'm pretty sure, but not in an unfunny way, not in a like, I'm going to, you know, she can hold her own. And I don't think there's any, you know, I don't think there's any kind of tension there in that respect. So the, everything that you were unhappy with in terms of the comedy worked for me. Yeah, I thought it was really funny in places, but I also thought it was moving and I thought it was the perfect. I'm really glad they did an episode like that.
0: Like, I really, could call it a bottle really
2: episode wanted it to be like that.
0: Like, like, I really wanted it to be equivalent to Jaws, All Quiet in the Western Front, Waiting for Godot, those things that can do waiting really well. And instead, I just felt like it was like, often it would just be a swear word at the end of a scene that was a punchline. Like, I are walking off. I'm not going to spend the last few hours sat here with you shits. It was like it, she oh, didn't deliver it no, that That well. was great. I loved it, that. That was. Then why wasn't it funny? Did you
2: laugh out loud? Did you go, hey? I, I, I don't think at that... all. I, I,
1: I'm going to have to. Oh, Matt's got. This cut. episode Matt, you... Hi- highlighted um, the areas in which Game of Thrones is at its weakest. Oh, uh, as, as in, I think. Matt, can I just check something?
0: Um, you just cut out. Then did you, Did you just say I'm going to have to kind of side with Howell? Is that what you? Cut I did out say that. Oh I my god! That. I'm sorry. I, I, the, I haven't been
1: those able to talk that much because I've been cut. My connection's been cutting in and out. Those oh, words really cut out.
0: Almost like your fairy godmother wouldn't allow you to say the words that you were siding with me. They perfectly were edited out then of what you said. <laughs> um, go on, please carry on, Matt. Thanks very much.
1: Oh, nice. This is so annoying. My connection's dropping um, every, well, yeah. every now and again. Um, but but no, I, I just don't. I, I didn't really get involved or really engaged with any of these conversations. I, I enjoyed them still in the kind of surface way that I tend to enjoy this show. But none of them did anything for me. I didn't laugh at a single one of them, and ultimately, it just felt like primer nice. for this big fuck off set piece that they've got coming next episode. And I, it, it, it was obvious what was, what was going to happen from about five, five minutes in. I guessing and it came is. back in almost exactly the same way. And uh, it, it was, it, it was just like, you know, that by the way, everyone, this is going to be the planning episode. Yeah. And, yeah I, I i thought it was uh, i thought it was a weak source
0: even down to you know Tyrion that scene where they're all drinking wine Tyrion goes will you have some wine and someone goes no and you and you knew two sentences later they were going to drink the wine and it and it it was like i was two steps ahead i was going i know the trick you're pulling on me here and it's therefore it's not moving me at all i know what you're trying to do here and i just i'm trying to work out why that didn't Work me and I seriously did watch it twice. I watched it twice because I thought I've got to give it another chance. I just didn't. Even Aya having sex was like it felt like it almost felt like the hands of the show were making this happen rather than me oh, really I buying think that it. at
2: all. I felt like Aya as a character, like we've seen her as, as we've only seen her as this little girl becoming a murderer and an assassin. Of course, she's going to also want to feel what it's like to have sex or these you know i thought it was a really kind of good character kind of development to actually show that there's more dimensions to it than just this assassin waiting to kill other people and waiting to kill all, all the people on a list off and just wanting vengeance like, i thought that i was agree really with that well i didn't done.
1: have any problem with any of the business that happened in the show i didn't have any problem with any of the the, the choices that were made it i just, just felt the episode formulaic. as a whole was such a um a formulaic yeah thing.
0: That's how I felt. And it felt like the knife throw it... When she threw the knives, it was like... I don't know. Was that funny or not? Was that supposed to be funny or was that supposed to be impressive? I don't think that
1: was supposed to be funny. Think, it was just no. what it was. It was just her impressing him. I thought, I thought they, thought they should be worry. Sorry, um, they, they, they did set up Arya and Gendry a long time ago.
0: Yeah. And, and again, like you said, Matt, I had no problem with what happened in the order that it happened. I just felt like... Um, J.I.R. Martin fella um, th- that we've lost something in the class of dialogue at this, uh, this point so when we were ready for them to move everything along a bit and go yes TV people are in charge. Battle of the Bastards happened. Brilliant. Loads of stuff moved on, but when they have these moments, it feels like they're playing to the fans a lot. Feels like a lot of references to things that the fans. Fair enough, I Jamie. Think, I think you're if you one. watched
2: back older series, I think you'd find there were there were quite a lot of episodes that are like this. And these episodes are kind of more more important to Game of Thrones than the big battles because these are the episodes about real people in real situation in real life real and death situations. real people in in these worlds yeah really just fully realized people within these worlds having real conversations with each other i agree but having, i think in
0: the early series when he was writing the dialogue i found that much more um is obfuscated the world much more um complex and just like It wasn't like any other TV show could write this. I felt like this had been written by someone who writes TV and not something that was coming out of the pages of a strange novel. You know, the the plot was fine. The dialogue itself just left me cold at every turn.
1: I agree. I think the problem was that nothing really in this episode surprised me.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was was just, you know, that kind of... And I understand that's the... The, the idea of the episode is everyone sort of swapping war stories and figuring out what they're going to do the night before the thing, but it was like if if you'd if if you'd asked me after five minutes, um, I would have. You know, I, I think I know, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but I would have told you at some point someone's going to sing a song unaccompanied. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I think you've both been
2: rather cruel here, but I mean, you know, look, that, hey, thought...
1: look, I'm not saying it was dreadful. It's just that I I, I thought it was. um it was a bit of a nothing episode. And obviously they're building up to episode three, which is going to have this incredible thing. And it's going to be the first one of the the sort of feature length of episodes.
0: Do you remember but, in um, the film
1: Atonement? Was it Atonement? Actually, you know what? I'll tell you the one scene I really did like, was the scene between Daenerys and Sansa, because that's two characters we actually haven't seen interact before.
0: Lovely, and uh, like I said in my piece that you listen carefully to, the uh, Jon Snow and her at the end was great as well. You know, the important stuff was great, but I think that the great actors were great in this, and they made up for some quite ham-fisted kind of obvious turns. I was going to say, was it Atonement, the film, James McAvoy in it? Jamie? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that amazing sequence when they get to Normandy and the music plays? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, God. And the, the camera scans across the beach and this music, I think it's Thomas Newman. Phenomenal. Now, that scene has been done, that kind of scene has been done in so many films before that, and yet that felt original. In this it felt at every step of the way like I was going, ooh, I've got to persuade myself to go, this is just like the Jaws thing. And I think if you're less cynical than me and Matt, or if you've seen less stuff than all three of us, perhaps it would be easier to enjoy it. And I'm sure a lot of people really enjoyed this. But for me, it felt like something that wasn't, it didn't feel as original as that Jaws film, even though lots of war films and those kind of moments came earlier than that. This didn't have I don't, that I don't original. Think it, film. I don't think
2: it had to be original. I, I, of course, you know, you know what they're doing. I just thought they did it really well. I thought they did it with, with moving moments and with real kind of, just characters sort of having those connections as well and having those last moments together before something truly horrific happens. And I thought, and I'm really, really glad they did that episode. I think it's really important that we had an episode like that and what's Agreed. going to be the carnage that follows.
1: I agree. And I know, they did I, it really well. I think, you're a bit, you're, I think you're quite right there, Jamie, in the, in the sense that it does work for the structure. Mm. I just think, it, you know, it could have been better.
0: Me too. Yeah. I, I just can't help watching it and going, it took you two years to write that like to do that could you not have yeah but, you, I mean, yeah,
2: but that you're bringing some kind of baggage there to like what the writer should be able capable of doing in two years like yeah. the only baggage i'm bringing <laughs> and you talked about baggage at the start of the um of the of the bit we were talking about uh, yeah it's all about baggage you bring with it to that episode because as a viewer and as a fan of the show every single one of us has been on that journey with all of those different characters. And now instead of them all being in different places, going through different experiences, they're all in one place. They're all at Winterfell and they're all about to go through the same experience. And I think that's a brilliant moment. And I, and I know you're going to say we didn't like the way it was executed. I thought they did it well regardless of whether it took them two years to write it or two months. I thought it was really well done. I thought it captured some special moments but We both disagree, But or it, okay. I disagree with you. Too. But, but here's, I think we
1: should stop talking about this now, because otherwise we're just going to go back and forth on it for
0: a whole. Yeah, rest. yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, look, just one more thing. Just see if this analogy works. That Jaws scene, right, you'd never been present when they all got their injuries that they're talking about. Anyone could pretty much turn on Jaws at that point and think that that scene was awesome. In this case, it's like I'm saying, despite the fact that we've been through everything with them, we should still be impressed on top of that, just like Jaws manages to do it without us ever yeah, but we witnessing it.
2: Yeah, but before we get to that Jaws moment, we've been through the, the horrors of what's happened before that on the land, and then on the sea, they've had moments before, you know, the, the boat's falling apart, and they are sat in the dark, knowing that they're, they're out there alone with this giant shark. So we've been through quite a lot of emotion on, on that journey as well. I, it's obviously condensed. there's a
1: great deal... Go on, sorry. No, go on. I, I say I don't think there's any. There's a great deal of point in comparing it to one of the most fantastic scenes in cinema. It's yeah, r- don't do that,
0: Jamie. You brought it up.
1: I I, I, I don't <laughs> think I agree with you on on that score, Howell, because um, Jamie brought it up. No, no, no. In the sense that. Um, uh, the, the fact that we don't know about what's happened to Quint and, um, and everyone else is, is important yeah, yeah. Because I'm just saying that Rice this is the combination shouldn't. of eight series of of stuff that everyone has lived through, so it is about reflecting on what we've seen. And, and I mean, I know I'm sort of going back on what I said, but I, like the stuff between Jamie and Brienne I actually thought was some of the more interesting stuff as well, because it has been a while since they've seen each other.
0: Mm, I just don't think she's a very good actress. I'll she say it. For. I'll I'll pin my colours to that mask. Um so the more important question overall okay. is do you agree with the bit in my piece where I said that Matt should get bonus points for what he said last week about Bran just for throwing in the quote?
1: Not really. Yeah. It was it was quite a, a believable moment in the sh- in the show.
0: I even throw Matt Wanless a bone a an olive branch in the effort that I made, and he's the first one to say doesn't want bonus points. Well, What, let me what tell was you. the bit? No. Sorry, I didn't not hear not the bit him. in your bit. Well, I was just excited. that When Bran said... Um, when Bran said... Uh, what's the quote, Matt? The things we do for love. I, ch- I cheered. Oh, really? I went,
1: Matt quoted
0: that last week. Because I'm quite, you know a supportive happy person that wants to try and contribute to this podcast no, but
1: look, the, I, i'm just i'm showing you, i'm a fair person i don't feel like i deserve credit for that because i watched a recap of all seven series before i uh, watched series eight and yeah. it was one of the first things i saw was uh, remembering jamie lannister pushing brown out the window because it happened in like the first episode uh,
0: okay well we'll go back to the um the points the, the original predictions i don't think many of them's ever changed well i,
2: I i'd like to change some predictions Also, I'd like to know, I made a... Well, before you do, Jamie,
0: just before you do, I'm just going to read you the... There's three lines that we wrote last week, which we were going to answer this week. One is that, well, I've said the scores already, five to Jamie, minus four to Matt, minus three to me. But the question that we wrote down for me was, does it cause a division? Come back to this and give Howell more points if it does. Do you both think now that there is a division being
1: caused by uh, the no, no, it's incest? No, I don't think it has. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. She's that she, they almost started to to get into it, but then the bloody White Walkers turned up, didn't they? Yeah. And I have to say, I think John could have just shut up about it until after the battle. Back- well, I was that's why not both even be alive after the end of it? Why not in her head now? She's you know, she's going to be all worried about it, she's going to be thinking about that instead of on the ride in the dragon. You know, it's like (laughs) you know, you don't want someone to be distracted with that kind of thing, just keep it in your pants for an episode, John. I I I
2: thought I was surprised that he told her. I actually predicted he wouldn't tell her, so I probably lose points for that. I didn't think it would come out in this episode, I thought he'd hold back and just tell. I thought Sam would say, Tell her, and he'd go, Shut up. Well, he didn't know that know?
0: he didn't know in the next five minutes the battle was going to start. I mean that was unlucky.
1: They did. He did. He said that they said they'll be here before dawn.
0: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you know what it's like when when you realise that you're having sex with a family member and they're standing in front of you holding your arm. It's like there's no better time, is there? We've all well, he'd been, been there.
1: blanking her all episode, and she was obviously getting a bit pissed off about it. And mm. then you suddenly, you know, he felt you needed to blab out. I mean, I've got to say, I think um, if if Bran and Sam had done what I said mm. when we started predicting this stuff, I think everyone would be happier. I think everyone's mental state would be better going into what is gonna be the fight for their lives. What and was I that? Think, what um, did you say? I said they should have waited until episode four or five. All right. <laughs> so um, and, uh, I think that was right. You know, what if you know if one of them dies, then you know, there's no point in anyone knowing about it, is there? I
0: am now I mean, going to yeah. point out uh, I'm now gonna say something good about this episode because I haven't so far. The, um, my, my whole point so far is about how much I wanted the calm before the storm stuff, the, the, the pre-battle sat in the trenches stuff to be great. And I think my ultimately my point about that is that they're not really in the trenches. They're rich people and we don't really care because they haven't really got that <laughs> good stories. They're probably not going to die. So we don't care that much about whether they will or not. However, the stuff about building the difference between the potential leaders that we're going to end up with, I don't know if you noticed this, but I I think that they're doing a really good job of drawing out what has been shown throughout with uh, Daenerys and the difference between her and Jon. So, Daenerys, her entire, her personality is about vengeance and she is pulled back by people who tell her to be reasonable. Jon's central thing is about reason and he has people around him telling him to be more vengeful or more angry right and get more blood so he is always frustrating people by being too reasonable she's always frustrating people or at least she's always going let's burn them to death and other people are going well let's try this sensible strategy and in almost every line so the scene between her and sansa ended because that it turned nasty because of that difference the scene with her and john ended like that but also the uh, stuff around Tyrion and him being her hand. She even said in that scene, "The reason I like Tyrion is because he is very smart, but also can be very cruel when he needs to be." Ruthless, and I th- ruthless. And we're really—I think—we're really setting up there. I am now, uh, contrary to our predictions, I was unsure who I wanted to win. I really want Jon Snow to beat her now. I think that she is just harboring real anger and vengeance.
2: Well. Hmm. I mean, I don't think I still don't think Jon Snow wants to be king. So I don't think it even matters. Like I think even if he does turn out to be, you know, he survives the battle and whatever happens, and he's he's going to be told he's he's put on the throne. I think he'd turn it down. I think he'll go back to the wall. So regardless of who, whether he should be on it, I just don't think he's the type of person who wants to be king. And I think after the battle, he's going to be so he's going to be he's going to have lost lots of people lots of friends will have died, and he'll be even sadder than he is now. Because, you know, for me, John is quite a boring character, and I do think he'll end up just doing something boring, like going back to the wall. Wow, and John Snow's there.
1: boring. Good I've always done it. I mean,
2: he, <laughs> is, he is a boring... Uh, he's a good character. You know, he's had a great journey. But it's because but he's for this, isn't it? It's he
0: because is, he's the voice of reason and fairness, and that's not exciting.
2: Yeah, but he's, he's also someone who doesn't really want to be in a position of of power or want to be the, the sort of like the leader in situation. Yeah, but who
1: do you want around? The guy who tries to grab the spotlight or the one who yeah, takes crazy. it when it is reluctantly thrust upon them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, like I said, I think I did say, and I'm probably wrong now after all of this, that Daenerys was going to die killing the Winter King, um, with dragon fire.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. is that what I, you said? That
2: was my, I, my prediction. I, they're both going to be alive at the end of this. Well, I think they have to be, in a way now, because they have to have out whatever they are having out at the end of that episode.
0: Mm.
2: You know, so, um, you, yeah.
0: you have this... Uh, I, I was wondering whether, you know, an interesting term would be that Daenerys has learnt from... She keeps seeing people's reaction to the Northerners. Yeah. Uh, like when Bran um, came back. She's observing this kind of true respect and true love that exists. And she could react to that by going, I want that. But I think that she's more, I think she's more in that period. You know in Schindler's List where um, Rafe Fiennes' character is taught reason for a while by Oscar Schindler and he, he chooses not to kill people and then he goes back. I think it's that gangster thing that ultimately she's just going to be, it's just going to be about dragon fire and... Her dragons will be used. But and I don't that.
1: grant your premise, really. I think we've seen a couple of instances where she has shown herself to be hard and potentially ruthless. Yeah. But a lot of the time she's, she's been driven by a desire for, um, for, for kind of um, fair, rule, fair ruling. And um, She says
0: so, but it always comes at the point of a knife, though, and, and normally at the advice of somebody else telling her to be reasonable.
1: I think that's just the, I think that's just the world they live in. I think that's just yeah. that you know a lot of people yeah. live by the sword and die by the sword out there. Plus, it's it's a, it's a harsh old fucking world. Yeah, well, I and
2: think- she surrounds herself with people who might be more reasonable because she knows she needs that counsel at times. Which I think she'd be. I think she'd still be a good leader, but I don't think she'll make it. Anyway, I think what we should do right now
1: look it is up, break it down sense.
2: what's going to happen in it in the next episode and who's going to die. Let me give you some of my thoughts about what's going to happen. Okay, first of all. There was a lot of talk in that episode about the crypt. Oh, we've got to go to the crypt. The crypt is going to be safe. Clearly, the crypt is not going to be safe. Right. One no. of the yes. one of the theories I've been hearing is that the the Night King is going to <laughs> potentially rise the dead up. Oh, the dead Starks. The dead Starks. And we're going to get
1: back.
0: Up. Oh no, he's in. Is uh, Sean Bean's heads in uh, King's Land, isn't it?
1: I don't know. Did they somewhere. bring his? Did they bring his body back? Probably not. Oh, did they? I don't know. Dead Ned. Be interesting.
0: Nah, yeah, Sean being cameo. I'll be a bit disappointed
1: yeah. if that happens. I can't imagine the Lannisters let his body go back up to the north. Actually, they probably mm. just chucked it in a compost heap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, One. My, so that's going to kick off. One of my things is as well. I think because it's clearly shit goes down. In Winterfell. So clearly they get the, the the army of the dead get to within Winterfell with there's that footage of Arya running through the castle, shit's kicking off big time. I think that Bran gets cap probably gets killed in this episode. But I think when he gets as he gets killed, the the Night King gets killed by somebody else whilst yep. they're doing that. And that's got so I'd go along with that. Yep. Yeah. Uh that um,
0: goes along with that. I'm writing these I, down. I'm going
2: with, with Brienne uh, will have to die now. Now she's been knighted and she's a knight. I say no, by the way, no way. Carry on. Um, I think she'll die because she'll die on the battlefield. It's kind of her her character arc has almost come to the end now. After that knighting, that's in, that's my opinion. Jorah Mormont, I think, might die as well. I've got a feeling he's going to go.
1: Mm. Which one's that again? Mm. Mm. Interesting. So we all pick. Can we can we pick a few people each that we'll, that we think will die? It's like a uh, Game of Thrones bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the next episode, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, in the in the battle for Winterfell with the with the dead, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's say, who will die? Give me your choices, Matthew. Next episode. I'm going to
1: say, I'm going to go along with Bran. Bran dead. Yeah. Uh, I reckon we'll see the end of, oh, I'm going to say Jamie Lannister. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Night King. So you've, uh, you've gone
0: with Jamie's Night King. I re- what? Are you going with Jamie's Night King will die at the same time?
1: No, I'm just saying Jamie dead. I I, I don't know when they'll die. I'm just saying Jamie will end up dead.
2: What?
1: Uh, Overall? Yeah, at the end of the battle, I'm saying he'll be yeah, dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that unclear? No, no, before you agreed with Jamie that Bran and the Night King would die whilst uh, killing each other sort of thing. Oh,
1: obviously the Night King will die in this. Yeah, yeah.
0: So next episode is going to be the end of The Walkers.
1: No, I'm saying that the end of the the battle will be the Night King will be dead. Uh, well, obviously, but that's, that's why like the just whole said. series
0: obvious, can't we do jackass. can't we do next episode? It's obvious the Night King's going to die by the end of the series.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying the end of the oh. episode. I'm just I, I just said at the right. end of the battle for Winterfell. Oh God! Right, I didn't even want to bring the Night King into it. You- Colossal prick. Next Um.
0: episode. It's because I'm trying to write it down. (laughs) And I just put Matt agrees that Jamie will die and that the. Please, just stop. Just stop talking. Bran will die. Uh,
1: I'm saying that. uh, Let's see who else is going to die. Start start again. One of Sam or Gilly will be dead. Oh. Which one? Uh, I'll go with Sam. Sam oh. will be dead. Oh. Um, Surprised. I reckon oh, I'll I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Alright.
0: Uh so Bran, Sa- Jamie and Sam are your predictions. Jamie, what are yours?
2: I'm going I'm going with Bran, yeah. I'm going with Brian and I'm going with Jorah Mormont.
0: Who's that again? Ian
2: then. You know, who? Yeah, you know the, the, the the guy best who person got in there.
1: Sam gave him the sword. Mm-hmm. The one who was yeah. walking with Daenerys for the whole first three, four series, the knight from Westeros. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Khaleesi. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, right. I am going what about to, you? I'm going to say Sam, Jorah Mormont. Um, who you didn't know who he was a moment ago. Good, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to call him Khaleesi for me to know who he is. Um, Khaleesi, uh, I also think that everyone in the crypt will die.
1: Everyone? That's yeah. a
2: lot of people. What? Yeah. Um and... oh, what, you, think, you think everybody in the crypt will die? Yeah. That's and, Tyrion, for
1: starters. And the yeah. Geordie
0: advisor. Oh, oh, yeah, good point. Except Tyrion. And the um, Geordie advisor. It's time he went. The
1: Geordie advisor.
2: Aye, the one
0: who's, Oh, like, oh right, been you mean now?
2: Out. Sir Davos.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to put the, uh, oh, the. Oh, the Onion Knight, yes, okay. What's his name? The uh, Bernie Face? I can put him in there.
1: The Hound. I, I, I did Hound. think about the Hound. But you know what? I'll say Beric Dondarrion as well. He'll be gone. Who?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, the Flaming Sword guy. The flaming
1: Sword, yeah. And I, I Tormund, think... actually. Tormund Giant's been dead. Oh, no. Dead. Dead. The of Dead. Red you red can't thrown. have that much wine before a battle and live. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> surprise me how much they were drinking. Yeah. I'm going to um, add
0: to I... this the one that I
2: had sex with. Gendry? Um, no, he's Gendry. got
0: a live. Okay, do you want to add any more to your list? Because I think the only way of doing this fairly next week is that you get a point if you predicted it right, but you also lose a point if you predicted it wrong.
1: I think you just get points for right on this one. No,
0: <laughs> you can't do that. Well, I
1: might have said less. I might have said fewer people in that case. Well, I've but said you know, loads.
0: Fine. So you know,
1: um, actually, you've said about eight people. Exactly. And you've killed off the entire crypt, so you're going to lose about fifty points.
0: That's a good point.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going down. Though.
0: Only if one of you can count the number of people right, in need the crypt. We
1: Should we try and count up how many people
2: Accurately.
0: in the crypt? Um, <laughs> more importantly, so um, to go back to the central question that you are still ignoring. Uh, Matt, on the news that Jon Snow is banging his aunt, Matt's answer was, this will be relatively small potatoes. Jamie said first episode we will find out, so he's already got point, got stuff, and yeah. I said it will be hugely
2: significant. Do I get
0: any points yet? No,
2: not you not yet, no. Oh you can't do yet, yeah, Howell. We don't know how. If, listen, one get of get them could first. die, like I said, today's could die, and then it's not significant. Yeah, is
1: nothing's it? happened, and then I get loads of points uh okay <laughs>
2: yeah actually yeah that would be uh but then i'd also get points but i mean nobody
0: in our previous death predictions have died so we can't look at that and those are all the questions because we have you know everything else is very much uh, end game stuff so those are the predictions so far which i'll email to all three of us just so that we're 100 percent clear uh but i will say that i think i have a new prediction which is that um uh the divide not the divide, the um Daenerys's vengeance, that is gonna become more and more clear that she acts out of anger, John acts out of reason, and that division between them will be the thing that is exaggerated so that we can truly take sides. Uh,
2: yeah. I think um it should be noted as well. Next week's episode is gonna be it's been it's been sold as the biggest uh battle scene ever. So mm. on TV. So right. that's what I'm hearing. So I'm did left you left hear, left um, uh,
1: Kit Harrington talking about it on, uh, Graham Norton? No, I didn't. They shot it for, I think, I think he said it was 55 nights straight. Wow. 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 Yeah. In January in Ireland. Oh, oh. And he, he, he said by the end of it, it was, you know, it was just people wanting to actually kill each
0: other. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's incredible. I think, uh, uh, yeah, at the end of this last episode, I did turn to my wife and say, "Saved a bit of budget on that one." That was an advantage of this episode as well.
2: Well, that's why I, I was saying it was a bit. It was a bit of a bottle episode, wasn't it? It was that was yeah. the way it was being treated. But I, as as we've said earlier, I thought they absolutely wasn't bloody good, nailed it. Yeah,
1: it wasn't going um, good. Uh, did anyone generally... notice the change in the credits? Uh, I no. I tried to look at during the rigs. Oh. No, no, I mean, uh, the, uh, the, the ice is now, yes. it's, it's progressed it's in each episode. So oh. in the first one, the ice was coming through the wall down towards uh, last half. And now it's uh, encroaching all the way towards Winterfell. No, mm-hmm. oh, I did not. And, there, I, and I had another look at the rings thing. And I also went to the internet and I looked at, uh, I listened to a very good recap of the episode by, and I'm going to reference them because it's the right thing to do, Think Story on YouTube. Ooh. and yes it was actually it that there is a shot on the on the rings that are spinning around the star um yeah. of a white walker holding the head of a lion oh, oh.
2: which would suggest
1: Lannister ah. is going oh, uh,
0: look at that. which lannister will be got by the white walkers could be jamie oh, in this next
1: one i've already predicted jamie Oh, yeah.
2: that's why you brought Jamie into
1: it, right mm. then? Mm. Right, what do you, you think of me now, dickheads? <laughs> 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 um, good.
0: All right. Well, I hope you both listen back to this podcast and realize. Hang on a second. Can we? Can we I know you
1: probably touched on it in your awful five-minute horror show, Hal. But um, <laughs> what did we think of the scene where Arya basically uh, forced herself on Gendry? Well, <laughs> did, a she? lot of
2: people, a lot of people on social media felt uncomfortable with seeing you know the new, the blossomed Arya to in a, in a scene where she's you know, sexually consummating. The I first thing
1: I said was, "How old is Arya?" <laughs> because yeah,
2: yeah, I think
1: yeah. she, the character, is about fourteen. <laughs> she might be. Know,
2: that's a good—that um, is a good point. Her
1: age, yeah, indeterminate. Sure. But she was pretty young when the show started. I don't know. Well, hard, that might
0: be why they hedged the bets on side boob, isn't it? Probably everyone oh, no. else says, has had to go full. From throaty. what
1: I'm reading, she's 18.
2: She's 18. The character's 18. That's yeah. full. Um,
0: yeah, I felt like it was. Well, you can just listen back to my piece, and you'll know my opinions. Jamie, what did you think? Did you enjoy it?
2: I thought fantastic. I was really happy for her that she got some some action before some proper action, you know. And I, I, I thought her and Gendry. Nice couple, wouldn't they make a lovely couple? Lovely, they wouldn't make dad, a lovely couple. couple, and also,
1: you know, another union of the Baratheon exactly. Mm. Yeah, could be the other, could be the new world couple sitting on the throne at the end that's of the, no, you know, well, that's he's not the John beyond Snow beyond of that side
0: not. of things, isn't he? He's the bastard son on the other side, so exactly. Exactly. Well, no, John's
1: not a bastard,
0: exactly. Well, yeah, John, well he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. now the only bastard. Yeah. yeah,
2: Gendry is the last remaining. The last bastard—that'll
0: bastard. be the name of the final episode. <laughs>
1: That's a good name. for <laughs> the, the last bastard. Last bastard. <laughs> last bastard.
2: Well, the, well the, if you remember in the first series, was, there was a lot of talk that Sean Bean's Ned Stark was trying to find because he had a, a feeling that there was a shitload of bastards all over. That's King true. Landing. <laughs> oh yeah, There's there are. Yeah, Bundy, yeah. Yeah. he was knobbing everybody. Yeah, and he's Robert so. mm.
1: Alright.
2: Anyway, See good stuff. Week.
0: Well done. See you next week. Thanks, everyone.
1: It's sure. Matt.
0: Oh, Matt wanted the theme tune adding back into this oh, yeah. series, which I might do, um, but I'm not going to because I've made enough effort today. Really bust a gut today for this podcast. Really. Was late for a meeting by 15 minutes. Spent 20 quid on petrol, driving to Chester and back. Just to impress I wish you'd, uh, I wish to... you'd said
1: to us. Like...
0: Oh, dear, we've lost Jamie and Matt there feel like that was that was fair feel like that was fair if you'd like to email me studio at the box set pod.com. um and if you'd like to make your own little special uh, package i'll play that out on the podcast for us as well wouldn't that be fun great because certainly matt and jamie won't scumbags